cigarette. Trying to make that nine o'clock court date with the, I won't say honorable, there's nothing honorable about this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I got arrested on the 6th of May for telling a crackhead that's been smoking crack for eight years, two doors down from me, to stay the hell off my property. And basically, uh, he walked by my house with this stupid one tooth in his head. <laughs> he said, Fuck yeah, and I said, man, fuck with me, asshole. And he gets more aggressive all the time, man. They have no electricity. Their grass was like two feet tall a couple weeks back. Uh, they fucked their automobiles, and his 80-year-old mother is also smoking shit. Natalie, my next-door neighbor, says, well, Glenn, I think that's highly unlikely she's 80. I said, Natalie, I worked in the hood for the hoodie hood, the projects in Memphis, man, for you know, eight years, trust me, I've seen crackheads in wheelchairs, on walkers even, I mean, yeah, there's no age limit on this shit, man, one, one, and you're fucking done, so anyway, man, we're trying to make the, uh, make the deadline, you know, and we got some howling wolf going this morning, we've been trucking, man, all night long, trying to make this thing, man, I really thought they would just drop it, but they're actually going through with this shit, so, the, uh, Stephanie and I are just both exhausted, man. We had to leave our Memphis home on May the 6th because after some dirty cops, <laughs> I made the call, the 911 call, right? And about the guy speeding past my house doing like 80 miles an hour. He stops in front of the drug house and he takes uh, something out of his trunk and he runs it up there. The police are in pursuit. Well, all of a sudden the police are and stop. Police never show. And I called 911 because the guy, I mean, we got kids, man. My grand, my, my granddaughter, Estella, you know, she hadn't been there given in a, a few years, but the point being, you know, how ironic that the lawyer that represents Kevin Lambert, the crackhead, his his boy, Matthew, plays out in the, the street all the time with another friend of his, Zen, and uh, man, Zen and his little brother, I forget his little brother's name, man, but they're, uh, they're the Russell's uh, children, and they live down the street. Sam is the wife, and I think Brandon, because the reason I know him, because I used to go to high school with, with Brandon's father, Ronnie Russell, and Ronnie Russell's a great guy. Don, Dinah still, if you ever looked that one up, man, they were multi-millionaires back in the, uh, in the 70s, right? So, yeah, man, it was kind of hairy, and the guy spent, I mean, literally doing 80 in a, you know, a 30-mile-an-hour zone, and just, wow, you know, just pulls up in front of the crack house or drug house, I'll say. And look, the drug house has been there, man, for a year. And I really don't give a shit what they do. I'm not a hypocrite. You know, back in the day, man, I tried to snort half a Peru. You know? I mean, that, granted, this was when I was like, you know, 22, 23, because that was the that was a new thing, man. It was, you know, I always tell people I never snorted it. I just like to smell it every now and then. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I haven't done that shit in years, man. Natalie next door. Uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck's happened to our neighborhood, y'all. Yeah, it used to be like hipsters and, you know, and musicians and, 
you know, it's a big gay neighborhood, man. I mean, the you know, gay and lesbian centers up the street, and we don't give a shit, man. It's just like all open as long as it don't involve, you know, children or, or animals. We're good. You know, it's like open-minded people, man. That's the point. And, um, you know, we don't let Catholic priests in. <laughs> Sorry, man. We draw the line on something. Uh, look, man, I am not a religious person. Do I believe in an almighty God? That's something greater than yourself. The supreme being, the alpha, the omega, known by many names, right? Allah, Buddha, God, Jehovah, whatever your church, whatever your faith, man, it's all good. Now, you know, uh, this last two weeks, we've stayed on the road because we got death threats. The... They never did nothing, man. They rode right back. When they took the report, the, the cop comes out, Officer Payne. A black female cop. She's a rookie, got a year in. And she shows up at my house after I called about this cat speeding passes. I I'm sick of it, y'all. You know, we walked Thomas by her. They're all, you know, we haven't walked a lot lately. But, uh, man, we, you know, we do, man. I mean, there's young cats coming and going all the time. It's kind of obvious. I mean, you might as well have a fucking sign out in your yard that says, get your drugs here. It's that blatantly obvious, and they don't give a shit. Now, look, man, I'm a realist. I've got friends. And you know, what was funny, man, when I went to 201, the homies actually had, the homies had, had, had my back. And I just want to do a shout-out to Courtney Green. He's up in Nashville, brother. Hey, I hope you're hearing this, Court. And I told this guy, I said, man, he's like the next Charlie Murphy. He's literally that fucking funny, man. Uh, Ellen, if you could ever get these cats out, maybe you and uh, Conan and... Uh, you know, Ben Stiller, get Kim Kardashian, she's big into this. Y'all might have some pull with Joe. I kind of pissed him off because I can't get my damn $600, man. It, it, you know, I got a letter, right? And I'm Horace, I'm sorry. I've been singing all night and I can't help it. That's what I do to keep myself awake. I've been playing some good blues on the road and we're trying like hell to make this court date. And I thought they would just drop the shit because we have film of everything, man. This is insane. I thought I was going to be the next white George Floyd, and I'm not making light at all, man. I started this podcast back on April 1st because of the George Floyd situation with Chauvin. Man, it, it was just disgusting to me. Now, I was fortunate my parents did not raise me. You know, a racist is not born. It is taught, man. Racism is taught. And I always make this analogy. And I even, look, I don't preach, man. I just never met a stranger, and I talk to people everywhere I go. And, I'm, you know, it's kind of weird because I'm not an Ellen DeGeneres and I'm not a Conan or a Ben Stiller or a Jim Carrey. And I was like, wake me out when it's, you know, uh, people, you, you, they're certified tweet, I guess. I, you know, there has been a few clowns out there that have come in and, and maybe they weren't, man. I don't know. You just kind of pinch yourself sometimes. You're like, is this a real person or is this some asshole, you know? But no, man, they're certified. And God bless you guys, man. I, I love you, man. I mean, y'all don't know. Uh, anyway, man, I've got to make this fucking thing, you know, I gotta, I'm driving, I've been driving from Auburn, man, Auburn University, Tuskegee Institute, I met the coolest people last night, this guy named Robbie, that runs out back, and, you know, there's not, I mean, hey, they got all kind of bars, but I, I'm a little too old for college, right, I'm 60, and I've been to college, yes, I did, I was going to be a male nurse, and the old man got cancer, so, uh, yeah, we cut grass, man, that's what firefighters do is they cut grass or they paint or they electric work or, you know they do something on the side man because they work 24 on 24 off 24 and then they got like four days off 24 on off 24 on that's their 40 hours right 44 hours and then they get four days in a row off so yeah they all do something 
Hey, and I got something for you. If you like firefighters, you chickies out there, if you haven't seen Dennis Leary's Rescue Me, and I meant, can I have some water, baby? And get that. And that's the, I've got the whole set. And, you know, of course, start out with season one, man. You got you to do it in order. And you get the whole layout of who's who. And you will love it. I swear to God, it's hilarious, man. I think, I haven't heard from Dennis Leary in a long time. And I hope you're doing good, brother. Uh, you know, if you look at the direction of this film and the way, I mean, it's like a mini series, but it's just funny as hell. And it kind of gives you a window in the world of uh, New York firefighters. And believe me, I was raised around firehouses all my life. Because when you're a son of a firefighter, you you know, your mom would take them to dinner and you go up there and you hang out and you listen to stories. At least in Memphis, that's the way we did it. Uh, it was pretty rough, man. I mean, I've heard stories from my father tell me. And he's been gone 29 years, man. I, mean, I told you, in 92, it was a shitty year. Uh, I got cooked. He died three months later. But back in the day, he told me some stories. I mean, you know, some horrible shit. Because it was 1960 when he hired on. And uh, his, one of his first runs. Now, look, I'm going to say something, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come off as, you know, well, that's racist, but I'm just telling you a story. I'm not a racist. I, I'm, I'm just, I just wasn't raised with that shit. You know, my old man was always like, look, you treat people the way you want to be treated. I remember my one of my friends in sixth grade, and I rode the school bus to Bartlett uh, Elementary, and his name was George Shaw, and he had a two sisters, Leela and Lola, and they lived off Covington Pike, man, but back then it wasn't car dealerships. It was just a a lot of soybean fields. Now, this was 1973, right? And they would get on the bus every morning. Man, they smelled like pee because they didn't have a washer machine. And they went to bed. And they were identical twins. You can't make this shit up. And George Shaw was my fishing buddy, man. And we would go to these cool little fishing catfish holes he knew about because the Wolf River behind their shark. And now, when I say poor, hey, man, you know, sometimes I hear people like Trevor. No, I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan, man. I think he's a dweeb. But anyway... Like, I ain't got no filter. Trevor, I Trevor, Twelver. <laughs> Twelver Noah. Uh, look, man, I Trevor, I, I take that back. You're not a dweeb. You're, just, you're not a John Stewart, man. And, you know, and I'm not funny either, right? I, I get it. You know? I mean, I don't have a show. You do. Yeah, two shit. And I'm not, I know, look, man, I'm going to take all that back. Look, dude, and, you know, and just be what politically fucking. I can't do that. See, I can't do it. I can't be a fake fucking human being. So I have no filter. If you want political correctness, you might want to turn the channel. What I was going to say is that my dad said, son, don't you ever call him the N-word. And I said, dad, why would I? You know, he's my friend. And But he was just making sure, man, because you heard that word back in the day. You did, man. In Memphis, you did. In 1968, when King was killed. I Man, I've got so much... It's like a walk-in. Stephanie always says, baby, you're the most misunderstood person on the planet that I know of. And you're like a walk-in fucking Forrest Gump. Because, I mean, I remember when the Night King got killed, my Aunt Dorothy worked at John Gaston. It was actually the history book say St. Joseph, but it was called John Gaston Hospital. And that's where black people were taken. They went, that white people didn't go there because a black person was not allowed in Methodist or Baptist. It's the Bible Belt, and that sucks, but that's what it was. And, uh, yeah, she was there the night the king was brought in, man, April 4. And uh, my mother was in the house. I was there with her. My father was at the fire station downtown on Front Street overlooking the Mississippi River. And only about two blocks to the, let's see, I'm going to go to the west of the Lorraine Motel, right? And, you know, and I called her Ain't Dot. That's what it, Ain't Dot. 
So her name was Aunt Dorothy. Dorothy Beach was her married name. And uh, But anyway, man, she called mom and she says, oh my God, oh my God, Eunice, they just brought in Martin Luther King and he shot in the head. And I heard this. And my mother had a big tear rolling down her face, right? And uh, my father called soon after that. And, you know, he's like, hey, are you okay? And I don't want you going anywhere. And they had a curfew here, man, in Memphis. And I remember all this shit because I was like seven years old, man. I mean, my earliest memory was three, so I remember this very well. And that's what I mean about the history, man. A lot of history here is not, is not good history. It's dark. It's very dark. And... Um, but a lot of it is good, man. But you can't, you know, I think the darkness lately overrides the, the goodness, and I hate that. And we're, we've decided to sell, man. We're out of here, and that's just the way it is, man. i got to go back today. I've been on the road driving since May. I, we came back last Sunday thinking, okay, it'll be over with. We rode by the house, but we left in the first place because when I bailed out that evening when I got home, Stephanie got me and Fonzie and Ben. Now, Fonzie and Ben, Fonzie, hey, man, He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a brother, and he's, you know, hey, man, he, he lives the streets. And that was all, you know, Bones, man. He was a cool motherfucker. And, you know, Courtney Green, I told you, he's the next Charlie Murphy. Man, these cats all grew up in the mound, man. You know, Hurt Village, shit like that. You know, Bones was cool with me on Pac-Man. Man, you know you know Pac-Man? Because I told him I used to work the village, man, and I did. I worked Hurt Village. I worked with Booker T. Young. He was the first black foreman at Memphis Light Gas and Water, Memphis Power and Light. And when I hired him in 83, I started out with, with Gad. We called him the Booty Man. And the reason they called him the Booty Man, he was a white guy, is because he was always on the prowl, man. Gad loved the women. And Miss Ruby was his wife. You can't make this shit up. Now, Miss <laughs> Ruby had cut Gad off years ago, right? And he said she always had her feet propped up and wrapped in bags. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Maybe high blood pressure, I don't know. And But they lived down the street from us in Frazier's. North Memphis was a rough neighborhood, man. But it was nice, you know. I mean, everybody kept their yard up. And, and now it's Section 8 today. But, I mean, I'm getting old, right? I'm 60. And uh, you, you got to sometimes. I refuse to say that shit for a while. I was like, I told my wife, Stephanie, I said, I ain't saying 60, 60. I'm not saying it. And I'm going to be 59, man. And you ask me, what, five years from now, how old are you? I'm 59. Well, your your birthday says 61. Yeah, well, don't, you know, don't believe everything you read. Right? Fake news. Right? Yeah. What the fuck ever. Hey, man, 60 ain't bad. I hope I say 70. But we're out, man. We're gone. You know, I'm just done, man. I can't do this shit anymore. Because you shouldn't live in fear. Again. But see, that's what the media does, man, right? There's always a new fear factor. You know, a new COVID variant, a new variant. This, this shit is never going to stop unless we all stand up to it. You know, what do you see when you pull up to a red light, right? You see a fucking camera, man. They're everywhere. You go into a store. You goddamn, you feel like you're in China or fucking Vietnam or communist Russia back in the day. You know what I'm talking about? Back in the day, it still is, right? Putin, Putin kills anybody that comes up against him. Oh, man, that's badass. Check out this Harley. Oh, you can't yet. <laughs> Uh, that was brilliant, Bumpkin. Yeah, man, I have not had any sleep, right? I was thinking I'm on, like, Twitter and doing a video. I just had a badass uh, you know, little lowrider man come by, like a fat boy. And dude didn't have a, yes, we're in the, he didn't have a helmet because we're down here cruising toward Memphis. And we're in, uh, yeah, where are they, are we Mississippi? Are we still in Georgia? What the hell? No, we're in, we're in Mississippi, right? Huh? 
what well, we are <laughs> we don't know where we're at we're just we are heading in the right direction and we're trying to make this nine o'clock thing and all i gotta do is call man we had a we had mechanical trouble last night with the big hoe now that's my two-door tahoe and uh i like see i got i got a thing for two-door tahoes man it's the second one i own because they only made like like five years they own gm only made them and it's a four by four and it's maroon and it's badass and i put a new motor in about five years ago high output you know, Vortec 5.7 Chevy, and uh, and I mean, you know, it's just a labor of love. I love them, man. They they're perfect for me, and they, you know, I, I can fish out of it, and hunt out of it, and I, it blows cold air, and that's all that matters to me, man. I mean, I can I've had the new trucks and the the new this and the new BMW, you know, all that, man. I did all that. I'd rather put more money into my boat down on the Gulf than I would a truck, but man, I love these things, and I picked this up from a, a, a pilot. In Miami, he was a he was a Northwest pilot, and he bought a brand new truck with all the flex fuel bullshit and all the electronic. See, I don't like that, man. I'm old school, right? I like my CD player. I don't want streaming, man. I just don't, you know. Hey, you got you young cats, that's your gig, whatever. But I said that ain't me. I'm still that old fart that that has. I love music, man. God, I love music. I can't I can't imagine a world without it. And I've got my Fender guitar back here, and, and you know, for a long time I didn't play because. I mean, look at me back you up on that. My cousin, he's awesome, man, Andy Tate. If you ever come to Memphis, go to Bill Street, go here, Free World. And I'm not plugging him. I'm just telling you that he's awesome. And Andy's, he makes me sick. He, he was giving lessons like when he was 13. He's just a prodigy. Now, me, I started playing banjo when I was 12, like Steve Martin, 12, 13. And then, to me, Steve is like killing cats, right? <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, you know, picking out earning ball rolls. Uh, I grew up with Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs. The old man was a big Johnny Cash fan, Loretta Lynn, Dolly Parton, Mule Skinner Blues back in the day. And he loved Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs. So I learned how to play Foggy Mountain Breakdown when I, I was doing roles when I was like 12, 13, well, probably 13. And after a while, you know, the old man was like, yeah, shot that shit. <laughs> and man, after a while, it's probably like a bagpiper, you know, just playing the same shit over and over. And you're like, fucking shut up, dude, before I can shoot that thing. But anyway, and I graduated to a guitar, a little Stratocaster, when I was like in 80, I was 24 years old, it was 85. And I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I found one in a pawn shop, man. And it looks like the cover of Texas Flood. If you ever look at it, it's kind of a yellow, pale yellow with a black pickguard on. And man, I had a little Fender amp, and I swear to God, I never could get his sound. I mean, nobody could, right? It was Stevie Ray, but I gave it hell. And so years when, after I got cooked, it fucked up my left hand. I couldn't feel fret bars anymore. I don't even feel it in my left hand. I mean, barely. You know? And what sucks is this jerk cop put the cuffs on so tight on my right hand that it cut off the circulation. So now I got no feeling in my fucking right. You know? I mean, what the hell? I only had one good hand. And because his ass, and I kept telling him, dude, you got the cuffs too tight. Now, this is from me calling in about a crack house and a crackhead that told me to fuck myself. And then he's in then the crackhead, he's an informant, right, for the MPD because he got busted the second time and he was looking at serious time so he agreed to be an informant. Yeah, that's right. And they took my ass in because he, the crackheads told him, this is all bullshit. I mean, it's true what I'm telling you, but what they said is it's all bullshit. It was just to cover the damn crack house down the street because all three cops, when they left, rode right past it. After I told them the guy took it, they didn't even stop. They went right, so yeah, right. Yeah, Memphis cops ain't that bright, man. Now there are some good cops here, I ain't shouldn't you? Well, you see where I'm scared, man, because they get hoopties, you know, and the, the you know, the doom, 
and riding by, they were pointing their finger at me like pulling their trigger. You know, fuck that, man. I fought too hard in this life to get this far. You know, I survived 12 kV. I'd be like, damned if I'm going to get you know, 7.2,000 volts passed through my chest. You know, I coded in the med. I died. I had the out-of-body thing, the whole, whole business, man. My heart stopped for about a minute and a half. This was when I was 31. And, they, you know, they always say, you know, oh, I was rising above myself and I could look at Man, I swear to God, I was out to the side. I, I think I said this on last night's podcast, but that's the truth. And at first I fought it because I remember my heart rate was like 160, man. It was like, and I can't do it hard right now because my, my voice. And man, I can't hear it because she's hoarse. And it's this pollen down here, man. It is horrible. You know, we've been doing like, what is it, flonase? You know, antihistamine. God, it's miserable. And I'm just done with the South, y'all. You know, you just, you just got to get out in California with the beautiful people. Now, look, Florida, I swear to God, it is awesome, man. St. Augustine, if you ever come down here, go to St. Augustine. It's one of the oldest, city, oldest cities in America, right? And the, the people are cool as shit, and they're laid back. And nobody nobody gets up tight, man. They just, they're a bunch of old hippies, man, old beach bums. It's like, see, I've been to Venice Beach. And back in 87, I drove my Jeep all the way out there to pick up my best friend. Because this Vega crap's out, right? It blew up, it, the engine blew up, he blew a block, blew ahead, and he said, fuck it, man, dude, it's not worth it. It was an aluminum block, if you know anything about cars, that's what it was, man, a Vega. Chevy Vega. And his name's Kerry, and I think he lives in Australia now. He's my best bud, man, he's my, he's my brother. And he says, he says, Red, can you come get me? And I said, sure, man. Yeah, absolutely, because I wanted to come out and see him. He was riding me, you know. And, uh, but anyway, a friend of mine, we drove all the way out there in a Jeep CJ7, right? And, uh, right? <laughs> I loved it. I, freak, I fell in love. I was 26 years old since 1987. We went from all the way down I-40 from Memphis, crossed over the Mississippi-Arkansas Bridge, made it to um, with the first night, let's see, uh, yeah, Oklahoma City, that's right. And we stopped, and we got a fifth of Jack, and smoked a joint, and next morning we were off running early I've always get, gotten up early man I love getting up watching the stars come out of the planets right I'm an early bird and from there the second day we drove all the way through the desert and into Las Vegas and we stayed with my cousin Mantina she was a she was a uh, what do you call it you know cocktail waitress in a casino and we, we gambled in the mint and this was back before Vegas became a playground you know this it was just old Vegas 87. We we played at the Mint. Have you ever seen Johnny Cash walk up the line? There they they read. I don't know if it's the actual. It probably is because it was on the north end. Now at first we played in some of the you know the, the nicer. And I had an old gambler man, and you could tell he was a regular. This guy was he. That's how he made his living. And he said, son, he said you need to go down to the north end. You can play dollar blackjack. And I said, man, that's my shot because you know we didn't have a lot of money back then, and I still don't. Joe, I Joe, I need my six hundred dollars. Now, damn it, <laughs> I'm JG Wentworth, and I want my fucking money now. And he's right. So, Joe's Joe hanging. Joe hanging there, man. You, you look, you know, yeah, I, I fracked you. I'm sorry. You know, everybody shit all over Trump, and rightly so. So, hey, tit for tat. You know, you step, you step in with the big dogs, man. You gonna get fucked with. But, you know, Joe, man, come on. Man, I, you know, I got a letter, I swear to God, I'll post it, I'll post it after this podcast. $600 were direct deposited to your account on May, March the 12th, March the 12th. And what date is it today? So that's like 
you know, going on 10 weeks, the money's still not there. Now, the bitch about it when I got the letter, your second payment has been direct deposited because I've got an SSDI. I'm disability on my back because it's fucked up. But, uh, you know, I've got a little electric business. I'll make what I can on the side. Now, it ain't nothing. It ain't that. Look, I just replace it out. I just help friends out. I really don't make anything because, you know, I'll give you an example. Stephanie cuts hair. And, uh, you know, I play the market a little bit. And I know Bitcoin, man. I've been charting that shit for three years, and I can tell you some things about Bitcoin. Conan, what I what I sent you, man, is accurate, so bet on it. Because I called for 43. I actually called for, I think it was 42, 43. Look at my backwards tweets. I'll hit backwards tweets, right? I'll try to find it, and I'll, like, pin it where you can see it. But, I, I, man, we got my friend Keno in the U.K., and everybody thought, oh, he's bullshitting. Yeah, he does exist, and he's a real guy. We're, we're going to take this to the grave. Because what happens when you piss off billionaires? You know, they could still clip me. I mean, you know, this is the government. Fuck it. They can do anything they want to do. They, they can kill a king and they kill a president, Kennedy, and they can kill Martin Luther King. You think they can make any bones about mine their ass? Come on, man. But the thing is, I have dirt on all these people. Serious dirt. That would put their ass in prison forever. Nancy Pelosi, I had a weird thing happen. I'm going to tell you about it in a minute now. You know, that's some Chinese. Well, they weren't Chinese, they were Vietnamese. Stephanie and I were lost, man, because it was dark, and I said, baby, see, we got home last Sunday after being on the road for eight days because we got death threats and shit, you know, about all this, and dude, I don't give a shit what they do, just don't bring it around my fucking house, it's not the homeboys, really, well, it is, you know, you, well, you, you gotta stick to something, you gotta stick to your guns, so to speak, no pun intended, right, because the crackhead told him I pulled a 22, that's all bullshit, Stephanie filmed this whole fucking thing, so I got video to corroborate everything that we did because she was right by me and I said film this asshole because you know what he's going to do and he walked by he's so fucked up that his central nervous system is shot man he walks up queaked out geeky and it's just you know it's like his stride is gone and you know he's totally tweaked and he's like you know and I said crackhead I said look man this you know it was more than that I said hey crackhead I said this shit's going on because of you because I was pissed you know this is my fucking neighborhood man mi barrio so, you know, man, if they look, we don't have this kind of shit. Next thing you know, there you go, your property value. And right now, I can get 420. That's a good number, right? That's what I'm going to sell my house for. Uh, me and Manna, we're going to sell it for 420. I'm going to listen on Zillow today. If you think I'm bullshitting, go check Zillow later. About 5 o'clock, you'll see it. And it's the one with the Scottish flag. I'll send you a picture on Twitter right now. And uh, anyway, man, we're, we're out of here. And there's a cool airport, a private one out in the country, not too far from my house. And I saw it the other day. And men, white butterflies have been showing up on my property. We were out in Bell, Florida, and there was all these beautiful flowers, man, pink and purple and golden. These are wildflowers. They just grow on the side of the road. And we were sitting there kind of getting into our yoga and our meditation that we do. And she taught me that. You know, I'm, you know, me and my loud mouth. And I guess when, you, when you're up in the air at 300 feet and you, you know, are on a pole 60 feet up, you, you handle enough voltage, a lot of city, you, you get a little bit out of tune, you're cocky. And I know what I am, man. I'm a loud mouth. I'm not really, man. There's different facets to me. There's times when I'm just like laid back as hell, and I'm. But a lot of times, man, I yeah, I'm hyper, man. I, mean, I, I don't. What is it, baby? What am I? An asshole, she said. <laughs> See, that's what I always tell her. It's Mr. Asshole. So anyway, now I'm really not, man. I love children. I always say that, you know. I say children and dogs love me, and cats. Yeah, and if I can only find an adult that felt that way. <laughs> anyway. Hey, come
tone and I listen to your thing, man. I don't know where this shit's going, bro. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not even trying to be funny. I just, I got a lot of really good jokes. You know, I work with a lot of linemen over the years and I, I, you can't make this shit up. I, I am writing a screenplay. I've been writing it for two and a half years. It's almost finished. I'm, I'm putting the final touches on it and I can't tell you the title. Well, I will tell you, fuck it. It's called, because I've already got a poor man's copyright. I guess that still holds, probably not. But see, the thing is, they don't have the material. They don't know this. This is all in my head. You know, like Annie Lennox, these are the contents of my head. Uh, you know, 36 years on the road in 23 states, Canada. And I've worked, I've worked, God, every hurricane that's come down the pike since 2001, whenever Charlie was. And then Katrina, Rita, well, I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be working it again this year, God willing. But anyway, I mean, I, I'm an adrenaline junkie, y'all. When everybody's bugging out, when the hurricane's blowing in, I'm driving into it. Katrina, I was driving another big hoe that I had. It was a white one. And it was a 97. The same thing as I'm driving now. So, see, I've got, like, a thing for them. And I love them. They're just, they're just awesome. They're, they're, they're not a lot of weight to them, so they're, like, little powerhouses. And I fish and I hunt. I don't really hunt anymore, man. I got... I kind of got all weirded out on hunting because now look don't get me wrong i'll kill a deer to eat some meat in a heartbeat because I, I don't eat red meat anymore see i'll eat fish i love my ahi tuna thomas loves his show he loves it more than me man he'll sit there because he's a hood dog i found him in the hood right he loves hot sauce he loves wasabi anything that's inside you can't, you can't get it hot enough for him because you know you know his diet was probably like you know chicken bones and pizza crust because, I mean, he came from the poor part of town, man, and I found him on Thomas Road. That's right. And he was eating out of a dumpster, man, when he was six months. And I pulled my bucket truck in there. It was at Top's Barbecue in Fraser, the old hood I used to live in. Well, back then when I lived in it in 60, from 61 to 72, it wasn't the hood, man. It was middle-class America. You know, Firestone Tire had a plant here. International Harvester had a foundry. Now, they were cops. They were firefighters. Now, women back in those days, y'all, it was the South. They stayed home, man. I swear to God, if you watch The Help, that's what I remember. That's what it was like in the 60s. and That's exactly like that. And people had maids, man. Now, my parents, they had Annie Maid. And I, if you listen to my old podcast from yesterday, I tell you all about Annie Maid. And I, her name was Annie May, like May was. And I was only five, and I thought she was Annie Maid, right? And she was like my second mama, man, a child. And she was so sweet, and I loved her, man. I mean, I didn't see, I wasn't raised with colors. I didn't know it. Have I said the N-word? I mean, I, I don't lie, man. I told you, I only sell and tell you the truth. Of course I have, and I'm not proud of it, but I have. Look, man, I worked with a bunch of crazy-ass people. And honestly, the black linemen, uh, they say they say the N-word more than I do or ever have. And Because I, I don't make it happen because, you know, I would never say that to a black person. But back in the day, we just rolled like that. We're all crazy as hell. And we just talked that way, man. And, you know, because everything was in. They, I mean, they were like that the other night. And I, I ain't shitting you. And matter of fact, Cap, and that's what I called him. He was one of the, he was a CO. And now Courtney Green can back me up on him. And Bone, he was there. And uh, I heard it. We all heard it. And it was, but man, that was like the next morning. Everybody's fucked up because you don't sleep. You know, you're not off in the chair and bullshit like that. I stayed there 20 hours, and we're all just spinning right now. You get bonded out, man. Get the hell home, man. Get something to eat. Besides them damn choke sandwiches, you know, bologna and two pieces of bread and a fucking cookie. And that's it, man. And a little box of juice, it sucks. And they feed that shit to you three times a fucking day. 
until they put you downstairs, but you don't want to go downstairs, right? That's where, if they're going to keep your ass for months, that's where you go. And that ain't cool. You don't want to go down there. They put my ass down there. I'd never be in jail. I hadn't had a speeding ticket in 40 years. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a record. You know, I try to live a clean life. Am I perfect? Well, hell no, I'm not. But that was the irony that I called in on the game. And by the way, Crackhead got escorted downtown, and they were over there questioning. He never got cuffed, right? Well, that's why, because he's an informant. And he walked right past me with his smiling at me, with his stupid tooth sticking out of his, the front of his head. He was like a fucking woodpecker. And I was going to, man, I'd love to hit him. But yeah, I'm going to court, right? And Glenn said, go ahead and say that shit. No, I would, man, and fuck him. Because I shouldn't have gone. To, he walked right by the squad car that I was handcuffed in the back of for like two hours. My hand, his circulation's gone. It was turning blue. I was miserably spooting. I think they were going to kill me. Now, Officer Minga, the reason I say that, I wouldn't. He says, well, you said you pointed a gun at him. I said, that's bullshit. I never did. It was in my pocket the entire time. And a matter of fact, I told Officer Payne that it was there. And I said, do you need to see my credentials? She said, that's not necessary. That was the first time she came out. The second time she comes out with a lieutenant, she's all like, well, that's irrelevant. And, you know, trying this, she's like my antagonist. So what's the fuck? You know, what is it? Yeah, she said, what would you like me to do, Miss Tiggs, when she first came out? After I told her what went on, man, but it wasn't, it, look, it wasn't like that. You know, I don't rap, man, because, you know, and the snitches get stitches. And I, look, the worst thing when you're a union man is a fucking rat. And I'm, I can't even tell you what we used to do to rats. It wasn't pretty. Look, when you do line work, man, it's easy to commit murder. You can get away with it and make it look like accident. I kill people all day long if I wanted to. But I'm a good person, man. I try to be, man. I don't want to leave this world taking a life. That's just the way I am. I don't need that shit in my life. You know, I mean, honestly, I'd probably be a conscious, a conscientious objector. I've, I've tossed that around. Because I was 15 when Nam ended, and I thought, oh, fuck it, this goes on another four years. I'm going to get drafted. Well, three years, right? Yeah, you don't think I... I had met a guy named, behind me named George used to come swimming with me. And he, yeah, he... All the time in the summer, and I was like... I think he got... George got drafted in like 68, 69. No, it was probably 70. So yeah, it was early 70s. So we moved in 72. So, yeah, it was like 71. So I was 10, and he was 18. And he said, he said, hey, Glenn, he said, I'm going to... I got, I got drafted, man. I said, damn. Because I'd watch it every night on the news with my old man. And you see Dan Rather. And Dan Rather, man, look, you could... You, he, he, Dan's turning an old fart. I'm sorry, but he has, man. I, did, I ain't fucked with Dan every time. If you read my tweets before, like, last two weeks, man, I, I was always complimenting Dan Rather. Dan Rather. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, he's getting all serious and shit and ripping on me. And I was like, man, fuck Dan Rather. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dan, I, I respect you. I loved you, man. I... Yeah, I thought you, I remember you in the trenches and you reporting live in the field and all, so I got respect for you, Dan, rather. I just, I don't understand why you, you kind of, you acting a little pretentious with a little snotty snots and remarks towards me. And maybe it's somebody else, but I, I took it that way on some of my posts. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, George went, guess what, man, he got killed like three weeks in, he never came back. And I, I knew people, man, I worked with a lot of non-vets, man. And so, yeah, when you send young men to die, to keep the price of oil down at the pump because that's all Iraq was. Now, I shouldn't say that's all it was, man, because men lost their life. War is just, you know, I'm not even going to say because you know what they say about war, but, man, it's a huge money maker. If you do the research, you know, Bell Chopper made billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. DuPont, it made napalm. Yeah, it still goes on to the day. You know, Raytheon stock, the bushes are loaded up. Do you see what I'm saying? Why people wanted me dead? Right. 
because I'm but it's look it's black and white yeah I ain't the only one that knows it Nancy P you know selling buying Tesla calls and people are getting evicted in California now I'm gonna tell you what happened about that shit now Manna is going maybe I think you're being a little you know what I'm delusional or is that what it you know maybe I hadn't slept it could be but I doubt it what happened man we were we were uh we got kind of turned around and there was this truck behind me it kept staying on my ass all the time and I was like I'd speed up it'd speed up they followed us for a while and I played stupid when they pulled up and it was a little Vietnamese man and it looked like his wife or his mother because she was older and but you know they were nice and smiling he, they didn't they act like they didn't speak English and this was in a, a little rest area off of I-10 and it was uh, no it wasn't 65 oh, man I sleep I'll show you a picture in a little bit. She's, she's gone, bless her heart. And look, the only reason I took her on this trip was two things. She's going through some shit right now. And she's asleep, so I can tell you. But, you know, this is my woman, man, and I love her. And, uh, okay, we got to pull it together. But she, uh, she's been getting confused, man, for a while, for a couple of months. And just not normal behavior for her, man. And I've been with her for 17 years. I know her. You got a partner. You love her. You you know these people. You know how they act because you're with them every day. And we play off each other all the time. And we have fun, man. I do early in, you know, California. And she does, you know, uh, Julianne, what's her name? Uh, Yeah, God, I'm sorry. You know, early in in, in, uh, the characters. God, I'm having a brain fart. Y'all forgive me. Uh, Hey, man. Hey, baby. What's, give me, she knows this. Give me the character that you do on California. What's her name? Julian Lewis. Yeah, Julian Lewis. That's it. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that sucks. Yeah, I love you. I loved you. Uh, everything you've ever done. And she's done a lot of film, man. Yeah, Woody Harrelson and Natural Born Killers. And she was brilliant in that. And uh, Early Grace. And, you know, put your titty up, hey, Dale. And we do these characters with each other because we watch the movies we love. That's one of our favorites, California. And Brad Pitt was just freaking wonderful. You know, I mean, hell, everything Brad does is awesome, right? I mean, he's Brad Pitt. So, yeah, she'll do it. She'll say, you're mean early, and I'm doing that. And I do all these these voices and shit, and she does, and we play off each other. So she's not now. You are not now, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you were about to fall over. So she's, I looked over at her, and she's like, Leaning forward, defying gravity. I think my speed was on it. was keeping her from falling forward and hitting her head. And this, look, we're trying hard to push toward Memphis, man. I got to be there at 9 o'clock. And it is 5 after 8. I wish you guys, if you could, oh, God, man, after this is over, I want to I go back on the road again. God damn it, I'm tired, man. I don't have any more. You know, I'm like running low. I mean, I got money. I just told this cat last night I'd give him $1,000. I am, man. I don't really have it like that, but I just thought, fuck it. You know, he's a he's he's a good guy, man. And he was a manager at Southback. And he's got a son that was born. His son's name is Atticus. And I got a soft spot for children in my heart, man. I love children. And a child shouldn't have to have cancer, right? So I support St. Jude. And all you megastars, I wish y'all to open up the checkbooks and send something to St. Jude. And I support him. And uh, anyway, man. But this guy, he, his name is, uh, is, what is it? God damn it. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. He, I'm sorry, Robbie. I'm just tired, brother. I hadn't slept since I saw you last night at 8 o'clock. I haven't slept. I've driven all night. And I'm just fucking exhausted. 
and I sat there with Robbie and I had some drinks and he starts talking. And I think I found my guy. He, he's going to be my second in charge, man. He's going to be like, I want to get this camera thing set up until you put a face with all this and not do it over, you know, just the damn cell phone. So anyway, and that's nothing wrong with that. But let me plug this thing in. See, this is a bitch. It's just, it's just, you can't edit. You can't do things that you could if you had a studio. You, had a, you know, you had the cameras rolling. And, you know, like the Joe Rogan experience. I love Joe, man. He's the shit. And I've watched him for a long time now. And my son, Justin, turned turn me on to him. But I want to get that done, man. Any of you stars want to fly me out there? And me and Man and Thomas and the Kidders, we're all we're all yours. And I know a little private airport that a Learjet will fly right into. And it's just to I can't tell you where because I want to keep this shit private because I know what it, I don't know what it's like, but I I got it. You know, you don't want to you don't you gotta you gotta stay low with this man low low pro you know. But yeah, there's a little private airfield, and there's several of them actually that's within like a half hour of my house and they're out in the country and they'll take a leer. So I swear to God, man, y'all get, I'm just, man, I am fearful. This is no way to live. Look, I've fought too hard, man, you know? And I swear to God, I'll put my house, I'm putting my house up for sale today and look, Natalie's next door, her sold in 48 hours, you know? And I got to go before this judge today and she's a bitch. And her name's just Karen Massey. Now, they fuck me over so bad because they're afraid I'm going to say something about, you know, getting cops in trouble. And I don't give a shit. I'm not stupid. Now, when we got home last Sunday, the crack house is still there. And you know what? We were so tired, man. We've been on the road. And I took her down to the Keys. I was going toward the Keys. And she said, baby, I don't want to go that far. And I said, okay. Because she's tired. She don't feel that good. And it's just, it's just something in her head. They did a brain scan. And we still haven't talked to the doctor about the results, man. And, uh, and this is how pitiful her health care is. And it's at a volunteer, man, I got to get her some good health insurance, especially now, but she's always been healthy. You know, she does yoga, man, she eats right. Stephanie is a petite woman. She's like 100, what, 108? You know, and I'm a big guy, man. I'm 6'1", 6'3", in my boots, but, well, I was 230, and now I'm down to 208. I've been losing because we've been losing weight. Yeah, we've been on the Matthew McConaughey diet. And shout out to Matthew. Hey, he's, where he's running for governor, y'all. Just see that. And I hope so, because I'm sorry, Abbott's an idiot. And I think that's part of what's going on with this other thing, you know, that, look, I'm not stupid, man. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm just very aware. I've always have been that person. You know, in my art, I'm very detail-oriented. And I just catch things. Like, when I watch a scene in a movie, I'm looking beyond the scene at the shit in the background. That's just, my brain works that way. I don't know why, but it does. And I can remember line for line of movies. I haven't seen it in 20 years, and I'll watch it. And Stephanie trips out on it because I can sit there and just recite the fucking line. Even though I haven't seen it, like One Flow of the Cuckoo's Nest, we watched it the other one. I haven't seen that movie in 15 years, man. And I'm sitting there just doing everybody's lines. And she's like, your, your mind's like a still trap. Now, I can't remember where, the fuck, where I put my car keys 20 minutes ago, but I, I just, I just, it works out. So anyway, man, we're just ready. I mean, I want to probably, look, the big hoe is good. It's a Tahoe, the big hoe. That's what we call it. And it's good to go, man. I'm just going to load the damn thing up when I get home. And I, yeah, out of today. I mean, yeah, man, I, we got some, I took, I sold some stock. We did really good on Riot Blockchain. And by the way, buy all the Ethereum you guys can buy because they're taking it down, man. It was at 4,300 last week. Okay, now check this out. This is how bogus the markets are. And people like Jim Cramer, and I look at him, man. He's, but you know, that's the thing. That's what he does. I ain't saying I like it. I can't stand it. You know, and he's like a, yeah. Right, I don't even get me started. 
but the hedge fund manager, managers, man, the, the billionaire class, and including Jim Kramer, you know, on paper says you're worth 100 million. Now come on, Jim, you know you're worth probably four or five times that, maybe 10 times. You know, you know we're not counting those offshore bank accounts, right? But anyway, Bernie Madoff was his, was a hero of his. What does that tell you about the guy? But the point is, he's damn good at what he does. Yeah, and you can't blame him. See if you, if you, I try to look at everything objectively. I just do, man. I'm not anybody's judge. I don't, I don't go there. I just, and you know, I'm very opinionated. Yeah, I guess so. But I, it's not really that to me. It's just you call it like it is, man. My old man always said, you know, fuck all that. You know, say what you mean, mean what you say. Call it like it is, son. Don't sugarcoat shit. And I, that's what I do, man. Yeah, I loved him. He was a good guy. And he wasn't like me. He was real low, reserved, you know, kind of low-key. But when he spoke, man, it was like EF Hutt moments you listen to him. And I miss him a lot. But anyway, I'm going to go now, man. It's 44 minutes. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. So I hope everybody does good. They've got calls out for Ethereum 10,000 in like nine, to nine, 10 months. See, what's happening in the markets right now, haven't you noticed? Well, Apple came out with the best quarter in their fucking history on, what was it, like, First around the first of March, latter February, and I bought Stephanie Hunter shares it was for like a birthday present. There's a birthday is in late April, and I and I did man. I bought her hundred shares. Maybe I forget it. I think it was hundred. It was a one forty two, the best earnings call of their, of their fucking history. And what happens after hours? I'm sitting there waiting for it to go to one one fifty three, one sixty. Nope, it started tanking, man. And they took it down in like two weeks, two to three weeks to one sixteen. And I looked at it yesterday, it was like 126. See, this is what they do. If they want to own something, well, why buy it? Why buy Bitcoin at 63,000 like it was a month ago when you can get it at 43,000? Now I'm on the road, I haven't looked at it. But Ethereum, hey, going back four months ago, Ethereum was like 1,600. You know, I remember at 1,800, 4,300, man, that's a hell of a jump. Now, Conan asked me about Dogecoin or Dogecoin is what I call it. You know, I just like that sounds better than Dogecoin. You know, what the hell is that? It's not called Dodge Coin, but anyway, uh, there's enough douchebags on Wall Street, so I just Dodge Coin. Oh yeah, it's the shit, man. I mean, Gene Simmons bought it. Elon Musk bought it. Hey, look, I follow the guy with a with a trillion dollar rocket fleet, no doubt. And I love Elon, man. I think he's fucking brilliant. I just want to come to Cali, man. Y'all, if I have to drive out there, I will. So anyway, man, I just I'm there. I'm done. I told man of the night. I said we're just gonna let's just sell our house. Fuck it, I'm done, baby. And I, it, Natalie sold in 48 hours, so as soon as I, that's what my mother told me. I went down to see my mama for Mother's Day, and I said, let's get the hell out of here, darling. I'm not staying here. I'm going to be a victim of uh, some assholes. Because these guys, will man, they'll break in. They'll come in your house with ARs, man, just murder your ass, and they don't care. You know, there's 15-year-old gangbangers doing hits and shit. But that's what the homeboys do, man. These people grew up in a rough environment, and I'm just a realist about the shit. They're going to make that paper, and that's the way life is, man. What are they supposed to do? Go down and get a job at fucking Taco Bell, making minimum wage and get a whopping $68 check a week? Bullshit. And I'd do the same shit if I was in there. But matter of fact, I have done that. Man, I ain't no saint, man. Back in the day, I rode some Harleys with some crazy people. And, you, you know, when you have children in changes and all that, I quit doing all my wild and crazy. You know, I still smoke some weed on occasion. But I honestly, I haven't smoked now in, uh, Christ, I don't know, maybe probably four months. You know, but it's illegal here and with all the people I'm pissing off. If I even stepped out of line, they're gonna they're trying to do it now. So anyway, man, I gotta be there at nine o'clock. I'm gonna get on down the road. I love y'all. And peace and love and thank you so much everybody. Jim Carrey 
and Conan and Ellen DeGeneres. And if y'all are serious, and I hope so, man, because I never know. You know, I'm like, what are they just fucking with me? And they're right. I don't know. You know, because I'm not used to this. I'm just, I'm just me. And anyway, we're tired. We're going to truck it on in. And everybody, as always, spread that empathy around. And this is Memphis Red, and we gone.